I'm just eating my dinner. <laughs> Excuse me, but I just had enough time to have something to eat before I did this program. Okay, the number is 800-866-8883. But I have a surprise for you. I'm not sure you're going to like it. And it's going to be for the, for today only. And so bear with me. So um, you're going to hear a person. Listen carefully because I, I was watching the the TV last night and there was the, the Don, you know, in the mafioso. And he was talking about how, what he would do if he was in charge. He said he can have somebody who understands all that. I want you to introduce you to my best friend. I can tell you very clearly that this person is a mafioso. He was. He's been that way for a long time. Oh, Victor, can you come on aboard for right now, please? Yes, I can. I'm on. All right. Uh, how do we? How do we meet? Well, I uh, was told by a friend to listen to you on the radio. Long story short, I turned the radio on, and I listened to you for an hour. And after I listened to you for one hour, this is before God, I say this in the world, I cried for two hours. Now I ask myself, why was I crying for two hours? Because as a searcher, I believe I was, I heard a lot of preachers, but never heard the word that consoled any part of me. And when I heard Roy say the words he said, they went deep in my heart and my soul. And I knew every word was true, and I couldn't get enough of it. And it was such a relief to hear a human being finally, at my age at the time, was like 45, I heard someone tell the truth. And not a malarkey story. And ever since then, I've been meditating. I went to the foundation, helped out a little bit. And I love Roy just like he was my brother. And he is my brother. Of course, we both love the same God. But now, if we talk about me prior to Roy... I don't know what words I could say on this radio that are legal or not, but I'll put it in plain English. I was one badass. You know, I, I'm going to let you talk, and I'm going to listen, and that's all I've ever done. Whenever I came to your house, yeah. and, I, I, and I went to Philadelphia to do um, my, my, my meditation and helping people to overcome their problems, Which you invited me to your house. Time. And you told me all these stories. Yes. And I want you to be very frank. I, wa I want to remember this. I can remember a member of the FBI sitting on one side of the table and you on the other, and they were talking how, how they can be, how strong they are to help the women to be, you know, to be safe. 
And he said, if you want to learn how to be safe, you leave it up to us. Anybody who messes with our kids, our women, they get it. Right. <laughs> and one of, the, one of the reasons also, I said, there's a mafioso that came out of jail just yesterday, and he said he'd kill all. He's not going to just arrest them. He's going to kill them all. And, and, and that was right. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought to myself, I know a person who can talk about this kind of thing because we are too timid. Americans yeah. are too timid. Yeah, they're, they're like uh, afraid of the truth to say it and to stand up where they're supposed to stand up, they lay down. And that, <laughs> that should never happen no matter how big they are or how wide they are, the harder they fall. Going back to Vic, I only start as a little boy. Uh, I was a school principal, like when the teacher had to leave the room, she would leave me in charge of her room. And I tell you, none of the children in the room would breathe too loud. <laughs> because I promised the teacher I would keep it quiet and everybody would be okay. But well, well, in a minute, I'm going to give you the time to explain the sum of the story of your life and, and talk about the bad things you did. Would you do that, Victor? I will, sir. And would you tell the story of the submarine going to Cuba? Well, and, and to yeah, kill Cuba? To kill, now, and even though he, he wants to cut ties with Cuba, I can tell you the story. The foundation of human understanding teaches an observation exercise, often called meditation, which permits you to become objective toward your problems and allows your heartaches, bad habits, fears, and anxieties to be completely eliminated from your life without effort on your part. Until you have begun to practice this exercise, much of what you see and hear on the following program may be shocking and upsetting to you. But if you will listen calmly and with an open mind, you may discover the key to the peace of mind and joy for which you've been searching all of your life. And now from the foundation of human understanding, here is Roy Masters. Yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you think you have problems. And I'm in the business of helping to overcome post-traumatic stress disorder for the veterans etc., etc., and people who have suffered over and over again. I, may, I make my, they, they make me my friends because I help them. But here's a special kind of person, and you will hear that he's a special kind of person, someone who is broken, born in a different situation, difficult, had to run to, uh, you used to run, uh, with information from one place to another to make a living, he would have to be back on the on the on on a truck to make sure that, that the people, the kids would not steal everything as as they went along. He 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 was. I'm going to tell you. Just let him talk to him all by himself because I can't say what he said. But when you hear me speak, when you know I help people to overcome post traumatic stress disorder. 
when you know I was able to control, conquer, help conquer people who had terrible, terrible problems. You're going to listen to a man who had terrible, terrible problems, but it was broken, but it was something beautiful inside him, and he's the best friend I ever had. I'm sorry to say, best friend. He would die, he says, to save my life, and I'm sure of it. Isn't that right, Victor? Stand up and take a bullet. Anytime. I know. Now, folks, it's a long, long story, so we don't have all the time, but I'll do the best I can. Yes, please. Uh, I started out with three brothers, two sisters, and me. I was the fourth child. When my kid brother beneath me, younger than me, was born, we had to go into a home. Now, in the home, there was a nurse that particularly got joy in beating me with a hairbrush until my older brother told her to stop doing it. So Victor had a vendetta inside of him. Listen up, people, and don't forget what I'm telling you. Because this will happen to you or anybody that ever will walk this earth. I had a vendetta against this nurse. Now, follow this if you can. Just stay with me for a little bit. I'm walking in the mall with my wife, and here comes a nurse by with a very short, short skirt where you could see what she had for breakfast. Follow me, folks. Instantly, in my brain came S-E-X. Okay? I watched the word S-E-X, sex. Oh. And the good Lord Almighty showed to me it was a revenge. I was taken with through sex. So Victor's life was involved in chasing nurses only from 16 to 96. Uh, can I stop you there just yes. a little bit so yes. the audience can catch up? Yes. If I, if I can remember, you were in a in a situation, a church, or whatever yes. it was, with, with women, women um, who wore white sandals, right? Right. Uh, would you like to finish that off? Because it, it traumatized you. And yes. You go ahead. The, the white sandals and the uniform and the hat of the nurse made a, a dent in me in the wrong manner. So yes. I didn't conduct myself properly anywhere near or around the nurse. Yes, so exactly. I saw the white shoes or the white outfit and the hats they wore in those days, it was a bad scene. But thank God I looked at the thought of my brain. Listen, folks, what I'm saying. I watched the thought that come in my brain, and the good Lord God Almighty took it from me. I needed to do nothing other than to watch this god-awful thought that was in my head. And in a moment, not even a moment, a fraction of a second, it was gone. In other words, you overcome overcome the programming to want to hurt women. Yes. That that wear socks, that wear wear white shoes. Right. And And look like a nurse. this was one of many, many things... That occurred through the meditation, because as God taught me, he showed me things I didn't understand 
How did I get there? Why did I get there? And so on and so forth. And in a wordless way, a pictureless way, uh, just a knowing beyond any shadow of a doubt in your soul, this is the way. And once you get one of them, it's like you got a punch in your solar plexus, but a good one, and it takes away some darkness you had that's gone. And you didn't lift a finger. Uh, Other I than think you this... were willing before God, I will watch my thoughts and not go there. But, you know, if you listen to your voice, you are a very, very powerful person. And you were employed by the, by the um, government, weren't you? Yes. I was first employed by the mob people who were Mr. Joe so-and-so, did not pay his bill. I wouldn't visit him. Now, when I was 14... I was 165 pounds and could hit you 10 punches before you said ouch. And they always come back with the money to the mafia who I worked for, and I got my commission. And I was around them all my life. On top of that, they finally taught me the game of dice, shooting crap. And they would take me the kid with the golden arm. Because when I picked up the dice, I made numbers like every gambler in the world would try to do for even one minute. And I got hooked on the gambling. And now money meant nothing to me whatsoever. Because in a flash, on a pool table, there could have been $100,000. Now, I'm gambling with mafia bosses. B-O-S-S, not some underling that's standing on the corner, but a mob boss that could put you away forever with a wink of an eye. Now, this is what I grew up with. And they needed favors done, and I performed and I did them. I was a soldier, a very good soldier. Obedient soldier. Now, I'm not proud of this, folks. I'm just telling you what I was. And, and, I, then, and then some. And then some. Now, I always worked in construction, because you have to be partially legal. And under construction sites, I was the peacemaker. If there were any problems on a construction site, and I'm talking about all over California, they called Victor. And Victor came to the job and straightened it out. With the plumbers, the masons, no matter who it was, I straightened it out because I had a reputation. If you don't want to do what's right, how do you like flying off this building? You understand, folks, what I was? And what did you do up the up the building? I don't get that. I would throw them off the building. Oh. I know. That I know you. I know you. 
And when okay. I when I was at your house, yeah, because if you wanted to get to the other side of the stable to get somebody, you can it, the, the the movement the force would cause heat to rise. Wasn't that That's right? That's the truth. Yeah. Now, as we're going through life, comes up a scene when I'm gambling that some very rich man had his son kidnapped. Well, this is when you, this is when you got better. This is when I got better and I got older. Yes. And some FBI agents said, Vic, we'd like to talk to you. I said, sure, why not? They said, listen, these two men and this woman kidnapped this man's son. The father knows that the son is dead. The father wants the body above all else, a multi-multi-millionaire man. Now, two of the guys were caught through Jimmy Hopper's efforts and mine. And there was one woman left out who loved to gamble and play cards. So guess who went and dined there and took her to dinner, what have you, to get to where the body was. And the information was given to the FBI. The father signed the blank check and gave it to me and said, put whatever number you want on the check. I was, the boy, I never... was, the boy, was the boy alive? No, the boy oh. was dead, but at least they got the body. And thank God, I, I thanked the man. I said I couldn't take a penny from you if it meant the world. Because I could picture anybody having their child kidnapped and murdered. But you see, <sighs> see the beauty that was lying within within you. Yes. Uh, and I remember the first day you were at my office. And uh, the, how was that? Forty years ago? Oh, at least that. At least that. At least uh, that many years. And that was the reason why you were there working in in the back room. Yes. And then we became friends. And I loved it. What about the submarine? Well, that's a story where there was a man by the name of Castro that the mafia no longer wanted to be around. Now, I tell people that there's a submarine base in Key West, Florida, and everybody laughed in my face. Well, how the hell did I get on the to sub and go to Cuba if there isn't a <laughs> substation yeah. in Key West, Florida. You understand, folks, what I'm telling you? Now, yeah. I met the man with his cigars, and I happened to like him. Don't ask me how or why, but I happened to like him. The mob wanted him dead because he screwed the, the, the mob out of the hundreds of millions of dollars. Through Batista took five billion dollars to Europe in a Swiss bank. Yeah, now, but who was you, who was the person who was the person that the government wanted you to kill? Castro. Yeah. And they put you in a submarine, and you and went there. There I went. Yeah. 
all by my lonesome. But I'm never alone because the Father God is with me all the time. Yeah. And there are so many, many, many stories. They go on and on and on. But here's what I want to say to the people. If you're hearing me, listen to your brother. I am your brother. When you give thought in your mind, do not dive into that pool of thoughts. Just watch them. That's all you need to do. God, never make it hard for us that you've got to study books, lighting candles, singing songs, and all the rest of that. I did all of that as a kid because I didn't know any better. I saw the poor box when I got wised up. It says poor box. Well, I was poor, so I took the money out of the poor box. (laughs) You folks understand, I'm I'm trying to put some flavor together from the old and the new and the in between. And this is all true stuff. And there's a lot of things I can't say on the phone, but they're all true. But I'm telling you what I went through is hell and back, and I found an angel on the radio. And I thank God every day that I opened my eyes that I found them over 45 years ago. And I still would stand in front of him if somebody tried to take him out. That's always been sweet to me. And that's how I feel. And like I asked my my friend today, Roy, Roy, I want to know if there's any people out there crying for God because of all that he gave all you people, everything under the sun, including the sun, the wind, the rain, and the air. And how do we show our appreciation? We decimate this earth, and everything he made, we destroy it. I'm ashamed, and if God asks me if I'm human, I'm gonna be. That's gonna be my one lie only. I'm not human. Of course, I don't belong to that club. I get, I get what you meant, because humans aren't really humans, are they? No, they're not. But but, but uh, you know what? The depth with which you speak speaks a lot. It tells it's from a lot my about, soul and my heart, not from my brain, from my heart. What what I was trying to to uh, get across to my audience is that the kind of world you came from. And you don't have to explain it, because it's obvious. And the way you speak is obvious. And the strength you had, nobody could beat you in anything. And I won't ask you any other words, any things you did, because it kind of uh, goes with it. But what I wanted to say to you and to the audience and maybe you want to stay a little longer, which is which would be very good for me and appreciated. But what, what I'm trying to say, if I am able, with God in me, to help a person as complicated and, and pained like you, and broken, and done all the things that are wrong, 
Don't you think I can help the, anybody in the world who's ready? No matter. Absolutely. If they're ready, absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt. Because you'll find no worse, no worse than Victor. No would worse. You, w w would you just say that you know what? There's nobody any worse than Victor. Correct. Could you say something without hurting yourself? With what you mean by that? In other words, if you put a hundred men together, probably all total together, the hundred didn't do one tenth of what I did in my life. Well, that that is fair enough. Now I want to ask you the question. I've always, I've always. Um, have been determined to be the tell the truth, and one of your one of your bosses that came out of prison lately was on the on the TV with the person talking about what's going on with our country and how feeble we are, how how appeasers we are, how cow. What I want you to do was say, in your opinion. And uh, and you represent lots of people who think this way in your business, because I know that during the war, if I may j discuss this, if you don't mind, the government helped ask the the, the the mafioso to guard all of the harbors where where um, ammunition comes in. Correct. That was the truth. They, uh, they 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 hired them, didn't they? Because they were powerful. Well, lucky Luciano was in jail with a life term, and they had a fire on the dock. <clears throat> the government went to jail to see Lucky Luciano and asked him, please, to make peace on the dock and security. Would you say that word again? Because maybe people never heard it before. He was a powerful, For dangerous lucky person. Lucky Luciano to make peace and clear the way on the docks that nothing should vanish, nothing should be missing, nothing stolen, no fires, no crap games, no gambling, no prostitution. Clean like a church. With that, they let him out, and he went right back to Italy. Did they get paid? Uh, uh, no, they let him out of jail. He didn't get paid. He didn't need any money. He took Eisenhower staff, and he laid out the Normandy invasion and the beaches. Of course, as a kid, that's where he grew up, and he knew every brick and stone and rock that was on a beach. And he helped Eisenhower how's the best way to invade Normandy. Has anybody ever mentioned about what the Italians did? Has anybody mentioned when Victor was 12, 15 years old, would go with baskets of food to the widow's? to the, 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 the mothers that didn't have no husbands, to the poor families, 
that the mafioso bought and paid for, and I made the deliveries. Has anyone ever read it anywhere? No. No. no, no. Why? How come do you think? So what you're saying, the mafia, excuse me. So what you can say is there's there's some the people you are associated with are not as bad as they look. They're not like the people not like the murderers today. But I would I, so but what I would say, what is your opinion? How would you deal with terrorism? Now with all your friends. I I, uh, I know you're nearly as old as I am, you're about eighty four, eighty five, aren't you? Yes. Uh, and you had a, and you had people, to kidney out. Those people would vanish. They would no longer exist. There would be no trials and lawyers and this uh, three, four months in the courtroom. They would vanish off the earth. That's what the, the mafioso person yesterday said to Fox News. And, and I, I thought to myself. second, that's what happened. Would, would happen. No and, the re- and the reason why it continues to happen is because we don't take the kind of force that's necessary to stop them. We, we're a nation of appeasers, correct? I want you to know that the gentleman who is my friend wasn't but born evil. It was a, it's a system a system they came into. And there's millions of you, millions of you, who have come into situations such as you can imagine he came into from a little kid. But deep down inside, there was a good heart. But the programming and the necessity for food and, and a living, the only, the only version he could do is to do what you heard him say he did. Is it, listen, is there something more interesting or equally interesting that you could tell my audience what you might, what you did, the kind of things you did before you knew me. Well, um, I know you can't say all of it. No, gambling was the biggest. And when I brought a dozen or two people on a plane to Las Vegas, the owners of the casinos who knew me well would pay me 10% of whatever the parties lost. So it was a business. Uh, 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 okay, I get that. But what now, about vi- what about violence? What what what, what kind of was, what, what, what what when what what I just want to sh- sh- say yes, to make the point clearly. Okay. When a person uh, what, 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 what kind of what kind of voice would you have? Uh, I don't want you to overboard like killing anybody, 
No. But what would you do if they didn't do what was right? Uh, they'd get a hell of a beating just for starters. And that would be the tuning up of what's to come if they didn't come across. But they had an opportunity to first make good. Because Las Vegas, if you owed money, they don't call a lawyer. They call me and people like me. And we go see them. And then they pay the money. Yes, it's better than a lawyer. Much better than a lawyer. <laughs> a fist <laughs> in the face is way, way more powerful than a lawyer. Way more. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, the questions I might ask you, I already know. Yes. And and because we, we used to sit for hours and hours all day sometimes listening to your stories yeah and i said you need to go to the movie people and there's no way any way they could make a better movie than on you because you've got two parts of you you're a, basically if you don't mind me saying a killer and it could be meaning some other thing or and and and, a, and an angel at the same time i gotta let you go now um uh, Victor, I'll have you on again. Please, thank you very much. I love you all, people. Take this as the gospel. I know you're the you're the nicest friend and the most decent human being I have ever met. You're listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1-800-866-8883. Of course, you really don't realize what it would be like, uh, how many people in a mafioso was as decent as that, and how many got better from that world, and they didn't need punishment. They needed love. Do you understand that? Even the worst of human beings, instead of punishing them, the way to them is love. And love isn't titsy-witsy and pee-pee-pee-pee. I don't know how to find the words for it. But it isn't sloppy. It isn't niceness. There's a certain strength in this man's voice. Did you hear the strength? in the voice but it's, but the voice itself is rough but the sweetness is in it the sweetness the, the, the nobility is in the voice you 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 know have no harm in mean, only the wicked and i wish i could find another and Marxists. Anyway, I didn't know um, what to do. I thought to myself, when I saw the program on Fox, that you really need to have somebody who can spellbind you. 
and I only gave a little part of it and made sure he didn't say all the things he might have said and will in the future if you ever hear him again I recommend all the movie, pe movie people if you want a story if you really want a story about anything that you've never heard before uh, because I remember just a few minutes ago he just walked past, past something that he was, it was sent in a submarine to kill Castro and he couldn't do it. He had the beam that he had is in his sights and he couldn't do it. And so on and so forth. And I can tell you I would spend a week with him and every night it was a different story. Fascinating. You couldn't you couldn't make one up like that. You couldn't sit down and write like that and speak like that. But what I'm saying, if I can do it to him, maybe I can do it to people in the in the prisons. Because I've been to prison. And I can tell you what that is. I, when I was practicing hypnosis in the Institute of Hypnosis, as the Institute on Montrose Boulevard in Houston, that's before I met him. Um, I, can, I, I, can, I can remember all the kinds of people that came in, none of them like him but all having problems and what I would like to do because I'm almost 90 years old and a little bit feeble if I may say so can I hear my voice is not strong as it used to be and I'm not so strong as I used to be I'm not weak I want to spend the rest of my life helping people in prison so you don't have to really beat them to death and leave them to, to, not all, of course. There's always bad people. He would kill ISIS. He would get together a whole team. I know what he'd do, but of course he's not going to do it now. But I understand that what he would, would do if it came to, if push come to shove in America. He's the kind of person that you need to be because he, he doesn't want to hurt anybody, but he doesn't want to see America hurt. Not one single person. You do anything to a woman in the mafia in that world, and God help you. But if a woman is murdered in America or raped and violated, they all get away with it, especially in the cities. I think they, there's, a, there's a name of those cities. I can't remember the name of them, but they they don't they don't uh, go along with with the government. You know what I'm talking about because I forgot the word. But however, I have a phone number that you can talk with me. I could speak for hours and hours with Victor. I will not tell you the last name of him because I. I don't know how many people he murdered. I don't know that. 
and we don't talk about it, and he never says anything. So I do not know whether he did or not, but you can see the way he talks, and you can see the power, because 45, 40 years ago, he was powerful. And nobody needed a... a, a um, what he's mentioned, I can't find the word, isn't it? Ridiculous. He didn't need a... a <laughs> here it comes again. Attorney. He didn't need an attorney. All the, all the person knew when he owed money, all he had to do was knock on the door. And he was... was would do something in their pants if they didn't. And that's the way it was for many, many years. I wish somebody would find this person and listen to his stories because the kind of movies you see today is are all crap. And I will not go to a movie anymore. I can't find anything that's any decent, has anything, any worth. I would suggest somehow... Somebody get hold of him, and he will tell a story. It's, and the story will be all be written for you. About my story, that's one of the people in my life. But there's more like that. Not as dangerous as he was. Yes, but it deep, deep down inside. The many who heard what I was saying. Never mind anybody else. He tried everything else, I'm sure. But the, the moment he heard me, it was all over. I do hope that what he said just now, all he needed to know is to look at himself and of himself and to realize of himself, to realize he, what he, to realize yourself and I don't know how to say this but to realize I gave a story last night uh, not last night but yesterday morning on Facebook and I told a story when I was about eight years old I was playing with my, my cousin Arnold in his rich house we were poor. But we, we were friends, but this time he said something really cruel. And what I felt in my reaction to that was like a, a stone was stuck right in my solar plexus. Now, I thought, the thought came to me, how can that be? How can the words, where's the energy? I didn't, I wasn't hit. Why did it turn into a stone inside me? When I was eight years old, I said, I don't know that. That's interesting. And went on with my life. Now, what Victor just said, all he needed to do was to see what he was in a very special 
way. And if you want to hear about this special way, call me 800-866-8883. I dare you. Just give me one thing you do that you made an excuse for. Let me ask you how many times you know you did something wrong and you buried it and you blamed it on somebody else or you tried to fix it for yourself and shove it down so you don't see it anymore and mix with the wrong kind of people that makes you feel right. Uh, so this man was much more than that. Victor was really, really broken right down to his heart and soul. But he was still there. And the first time he heard me, it was all over. And he's been getting better ever since. You heard the story of the millionaire. He began to help the police and, and the government to, to do things from that point on. I remember, as I said, sitting in Philadelphia doing a seminar, and one of those people, besides Victor, was a FBI agent, who's also my friend, and he sends money to me to this day. Foundation of Human Understanding is always there. And his father is used to be uh, chief cook and bottle washer of of the city he was in. And there's no more, but he is also over and ain't 90 years old. I've been helping him, his father, because he didn't need it, because he came to the foundation. And guess where he came when he was a, a young younger person? And he stayed there for a little while that taught him a ranch and learned things. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I tell you, if I can, I, I have to tell you, when I, I needed to tell you the other day, I forgot. Uh, one day, a person came into my office on Montrose Boulevard, the Institute of Hypnosis, I'm going to tell you a little story. Because evil hates good. I was doing this for the good. I've spent my whole life trying to find the answers why people destroy each other and self-destruct, etc., etc. But I have been three years and about three months doing hypnosis in the Institute of Hypnosis, but as I was working, I began to realize that everybody was in, hypno in a state of hope, hypnosis in the whole world, except very, very few. In other words, you're in a hypnotic state, but you do not know. When I was sitting in the car with my wife, when I married two, a week, uh, two weeks later, she had a headache, and I said, let me touch your head. And immediately she fell into a trance. I found out all the names of her, of her parents and her brothers.
Okay, thank you. Uh, I will continue with the thought. So, I was saying everybody on earth lives in a hypnotic state, abnormal, addicted to emotion, addicted to drugs, alcohol, um, violence, murder, whatever it is. Everybody has typecast. You know what a typecast is? When you watch a movie, there's millions of those people. So when you hear a bartender or a barmaid or a whore or whatever that has come to me, there's always somebody exactly like that. There's a we, there's a, there are wieners, excuse the expression, people who are appeasers and, uh, and, and, and don't understand. They think they love their bully and don't see how they've emboldened their bully. It could be their wife. And then it's, and, and if you give in to your wife, she becomes a bully. If you want something, then you get it. When you get it, you become addicted to it. When you get addicted to it, you won't want it, and damned if you get it, and damned if you don't. So you can have a fight over it. And, of course, the person who is a drug dealer, he rises to the occasion of the need of the pusher. He becomes the pushover. and But the, pus, the pushover thinks he or she is being served. Yeah, that's what it's like. It looks like something is rising from the ground, from the realm, paradise lost. It goes through generations and generations. We've always had murderers and killers and people are drunk and doing strange things. It could all be stopped overnight, practically. Give me an opportunity. Give me an opportunity and I'll help all of your soldiers, all your veterans. They will all get better, maybe one or two. But most of them would. And it'll cost nothing. I want to spend the rest of my life helping America, the one I love, not to fall apart. Give me a position in the in the system and let me have an opportunity to counter the lies of the, the, the it so far, my friend? Oh, I do have just ten minutes, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what I have succeeded in doing is helping people, and I have found the key to every disease on earth except about 5%. Uh, you, t you get a snake bite, I can't help you. But if you have one of the familiar sicknesses, count them. There's about 150,000. 
And if you depend on medicine, they will give it a name. And then they will give you some medicine for that name. And you'll feel better. But you won't be for you won't be better. You will actually get worse. You won't be any different from listen carefully because there's lots of things to say about this. You will be like a person who takes drugs and and the drug pusher, as I mentioned a few months a few moments ago, would rise rise to give you a, to to make you feel better than you deserve do you think that when you have a dr- a drug pusher rise to the occasion of a woman and a man together drinking and being addicted to it can you see how much value it is to them in other words, instead of getting better, they feel better, and they live longer, wronger. And and they live longer, wronger, the, the, the pain increases, and they become more degenerate. But they don't want to face them, What's what is happening to them, the horror of it. All they do is to go and find that person that, that rises to the occasion of the need as the dope pusher and the pusher over, if you see what I mean. And so it's the same thing with medicine. I have been through the whole medical system. I've been in, a th- in, in, in hospital dozens of times. Nobody has ever found out what was wrong with me. There wasn't. Because deep down inside me, I was aware. But my body was being used. I had this and I had that. And and the problems didn't go away. And and all all I got was, uh, generously so, because I have... I have... uh, The... um, my my the um i have enough money to deal with it because i have been on on whatever they call it because i've lost lost the member the knowledge of what i'm trying to say for a minute um well it's not the welfare but i paid in my words so that every time i go to the hospital It's been God knows how many years. Nobody knows what's wrong with me. There actually isn't. It's put there for me to suffer and to get this uh, this medicine and that medicine. I, I didn't have the money to do it because I had whatever that is. I can't explain it. I forgot the name of the word. But you know what I mean. I paid into it for many, many years. And so as many times as I get sick, that's as many times as I get it. I don't have to pay for it. So it was inexpensive for me to go through all that, all that suffering. And they never, they don't know to this day what's wrong with me. I just came out of the hospital 
uh, two weeks ago. I've been in the hospital two months. I'm still here. The same thing over and over again. And all the medicine on earth has not helped me. Except one thing. I'm coming to the end of my life. And what I bring with it is the fact that I watched how people, instead of recognizing that there's something wrong with their behavior, something is, there's something, there's an origin to it. There's an origin that we lose the, the immunity that will take care of most of the problems. And so that the more, the, the more medicine they give you and, and give you a sense of worth, and give you a relief from the problem, but but it has to come through medicine when it could have come from within you. It needs to come through you. I don't say you need to not to go to for medicine for occasion because certain occasions um, represent that. I understand it, but I am saying generally in. in in, if you want me to say it just simply, is that most of your problems are on the TV, and if you ask your if you ask your your doctor, ask your doctor, and when you look at the the menu on the bottom, how many horrible things it can do for you, but you don't take any notice of it. All you want, it's all drugs. All you want is to feel better. Just ask your doctor. And he'll give it to you. But that is better living through chemistry. That's not living at all. I've been on my journey. And I tell you, if you could get to learn, discover, and get rid of the emotions you have, and, w and wake up to that emotion... The way I did when I was a kid, I said, well, how did that thing that my friend Arnold cause a pain in my solar plexus? What happened to that? All right, I'm here at the last minute. I'm sorry that I had more, didn't have more time. Please go to my website fhu.com Foundation of Human Understanding and get the copy of it free. One of these days everything I have will be free when I'm gone. And we're all working at it now to give it the whole country what I have to share that was given to me as a gift I have to pass it on to you for no money. But those of you who are good Please support my work because it does take money for those who have no money. So just send me a donation and I'm able to help other people. That's why it's going to be in the future. Let it begin now. <laughs>